Alrighty. Well, let's start, guys. Welcome, everyone. Take Action Podcast with Monty and Yura. We are recording season two, episode 21 today. Ooh, we're over and 35 now. 35 Yes, oh, yes, for sure. We dipped in the second season. Things are doing well in Wisconsin. It's slowly opening up. And we'll start with our traditional Green Bay weather update. And guess what? I'm happy i'm glowing there's sunny outside it's nice and warm it's gonna be a phenomenal weekend so i'm actually gonna take some action and spend some time with a family before i have to go back to work i'm starting next wednesday again our restaurant is opening back up so our normal life's gonna start but weather is great we're gonna have a great week actually pretty excited for today's podcast because i believe we have joshua lined up in the beginning of March, basically, and we were supposed to go on do a podcast and then the whole pandemic thing happened. So two months later, we got you on. Thank you very much for finding time and coming up. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, we have Josh Myers here, guys. And one of the awesome parts, I was reading a little bit of, of your biography, Josh, and you know, you came highly recommended from a mutual friend of mine, actually one of my best friend's dads, and said you'd be a great guy to talk to. So I'm excited to hear your story. And I'm going to let you tell it this battle for you has really started since birth you've been overcoming obstacles ever since then so why don't we start from there and you know introduce yourself a little bit and let us know where this drive came from and what your plans are i was born and raised here in green bay i was actually born uh, nine weeks early which led to uh, me having cerebral palsy i had stopped breathing at one point during birth or shortly thereafter i actually came out with my umbilical cord wrapped around my neck Man. and uh, my face was like the color of candy blue so they knew something wasn't right. I got whisked away to ICU. I was in ICU for, um, my mom told me once how long, but it was a long time ago, 39 years ago. So I don't, <laughs> I don't really remember that, but yeah, I, uh, born with cerebral palsy. Um, kind of like you had said, you know, had different struggles and challenges throughout my whole life, whether it be, you know, in the very beginning, just learning to sit up on my own and talk and, and be mobile and things like that. Basically they started to realize that I had cerebral palsy at about six months when I wasn't sitting up on my own and, and doing normal things that babies do. Sure. So obviously you've uh, you've been battling since the beginning, but you've uh, you haven't really let it deter you too much. I think that's the thing when I, you know just just reading a little bit of your bio, which was exciting to me because you know you've you've listened to a lot of our podcast. You're a subscriber of our podcast. I have. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And uh, the exciting thing for us is you are somebody who's a take action guy and totally. Uh, maybe we need to start coming up with like a not a trophy but like a like a take action some sort of like stamp or something like that for our guests i don't know the medal yeah like some sort of medal or whatever but yeah i mean you and i mean you embrace what we try to talk about and you've obviously overcome much more than even what you and i have overcome and you know you has had his battles and you know coming from coming from belarus and and we're going to talk a little bit about some belarus stuff here too i'm excited about this quiz you got for him you know we're talking about overcoming things and you know obviously you're the guy who's done that maybe that'll be our theme today is overcoming and, and striving and persevering and working through those sort of things. And to you, it's probably been, you don't know what it's like to be somebody who could be normal, walk normal, do all the things that normal people can, right? So like for us, it probably is harder to imagine what your life is like than it is probably for you to imagine what we do is that does that sound fair i think that's that's the biggest question i get all the time is i get from people all the, what's it like not to walk and i i kind of flip that around and i'm like well, I'm, I'm not sure what's it like to walk 
Right. Like, I'm not an individual that had it at one point and had it taken away from me, you know, through a life, life altering accident or, you know, something of that nature. I've, this is me since birth and this is, this is all that I know. So I can only go on the experiences that I have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of my biggest driving factors is that this is all that I know. So I have sure, to. For sure. Where did, uh, you know, going back to when you were young and we're going to get into where you're going, because I'm really excited about that too. This is, you know, that's the, I heard you were just going to be a Paralympian. I didn't know anything about anything other than that, that that was like the goal and, and what your objective is before today or before I started reading your bio. But where did you get your drive from? Who's the most influential person in your life that, you know, we call it overcoming. You're just, it's normal for you. You know, where did you get your drive to just, you know, persevere, overcome and try to strive to be the, the best version of yourself? 100% hands down is my mom. Cool. My mom raised me to be a quote unquote normal child. Sure. I wasn't going to have things always done for me. I wasn't going to have things handed to me. I had to learn how to do things on my own. If I wanted to learn how to drive, I had to be able to take my wheelchair, put it in the back seat of my car, and get into the front seat by myself before I could get a car and learn how to drive. She made it tough on you, but that's what you needed, right? Yes. That's awesome. That's mom in 101 a lot of times right there. It's it's called tough love, but I mean, it's, it's essentially set my attitude up for for everything else that I wanted to do in life. Yep. So going through high school, you know, that sort of thing, were you involved in extracurriculars? What did you do in high school? I was actually on my high school wrestling team. Oh yeah, I read about that. That, that was, uh, I guess, my way of being normal, trying to uh, wrestle on my high school wrestling team. I was never any good. I was absolutely terrible. <laughs> through, through my whole high school career, I only won one match, but I think my fight and my drive helped my teammates win matches that they probably maybe wouldn't have at certain points in their careers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would be an easy, easy thing to get behind and root for and, you know, bring everybody else up. And you're a big Iowa Hawkeye wrestling fan, right? I am. Yep. So, they, I mean, obviously, when we were growing up, because you're the same age as me, I mean, that was the Dan Gable type of era where he was, you know, coaching that team up. And, and that, I mean, they were incredible. I remember being 13 years old, sitting in science class, writing in my notebook that I wanted to go to the University of Iowa. Like, I knew I wasn't going to wrestle. I Obviously, I'm not, I wasn't good enough to do so. Like, I had no grander illusions or anything crazy like that. But I just wanted to go and follow and be a part of the team. And I did spend three semesters of my bachelor's degree program in Iowa City. And to this day, the Iowa wrestling room is the place where I've taken the most unassisted steps. Like, no hanging onto a wall, no canes, no crutches. Like, just me standing, getting my balance, and walking. Yeah, there's been some legends through there, man. But that's that's a pretty legendary statement right there from you. To me, I feel like that's pretty special. I would say so. I would say so. And as I was reading your bio before podcast, just getting to know you a little bit better, you were joking that you actually had a pretty extraordinary wrestling record from a high yeah, school. Yeah, one win with over 100 losses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, at least you're not afraid to talk about it. <laughs> not, not at all. It's that, I mean, honestly, that's also part of who I am because after every season, I wanted to quit. After every one, I'm like, I'm, I'm not good at this. I don't want 
want to do it. I want to quit in like two months and months before the season started. I was always like, well, what else are you going to do? You might as well, you know, go out for the wrestling team, stay in shape. That was my way of like being able to hang out with my peers and again, be quote unquote normal. Right. What was the biggest lesson you took from that? I mean, getting your getting your ass kicked on every single match or almost every single match, you know, winning one must have been amazing. But what lessons did you learn from that? Because Yuri's favorite line of all time, you yes, probably know yes, it. Yes. Go ahead, Yuri. Yes, don't be afraid to suck at something. And you are the prime example. <laughs> Well, at least of that. Not, not no, that, no, that no. is absolutely correct. <laughs> Yuri, be a little nicer to our guests. No, 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 I'm sorry. This absolutely came out the wrong way. I had a long oh, day. No, no, just went to bed. All that's I'm saying, correct. yes, we tell all of our listeners, you start something, don't be afraid to suck. The expectation of us starting something new and you mastering it, I have zero expectations or small expectations. It's all about the person. It's about your designation, your hard work, taking action and pushing it forward. So by prime example, I meant you, the person <laughs> you know you who had all <laughs> opportunities and every season you wanted to give up and you didn't and you kept pushing forward and you kept taking action. Yeah, so back to... <laughs> So back to the question, Josh, what was like the biggest thing that you learned from just not, not being good and getting out there every single time? What was the biggest lesson you learned? Perseverance. Yeah. Quitters will never persevere. When something gets hard, they fold up, tuck tail and run. That's something that, that I've never done. Yeah. What was it like on that match that you won? If I'm a hundred percent honest, like I felt like I was in a dream. I, I wish I could remember most of it. All I remember is I, I beat this kid at a, at a tournament four to two and like he was beating me two nothing and I got four points like within the last 45 seconds and like had I known that that was going to be my only that that was at the end of my freshman year had I known that that was going to be my only win throughout the whole thing I probably would have soaked it up a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) sure sure what were your teammates like when you won that uh it was at an off-season tournament so I had four or five teammates with me and I just I just remember we were going out for ice cream or something afterwards and but it was it was pretty awesome to be able to like to sit here and say that at least I had that one win. Yeah, that's amazing, man. That's awesome. I mean, wrestling is a very, very, very difficult sport. I wrestled for a long time during my youth and, and uh, you know, I made it pretty far. Got to state in eighth grade and placed, I, I got my ass kicked, but I placed there. I think I was like two and two or something like that. And I don't know, top six or eight or whatever it was. But yeah, it's incredible because you're on a mat, but you also got your teammates, you know, there for you as well. And that's, I love, that's the thing I love about wrestling and, and how that goes. So, all right, so let's fast forward now. High school, really great lesson, you know, what we learned from there. Then you went to college and you got quite a quite a few college accolades now. You're I don't I couldn't even follow along with, with your resume from, from college. So how many degrees do you have or are you working on or what's going on there? Well, I have my bachelor's degree, but I went through three schools and it took me five years to get oh. that. <laughs> hey, you sound just like me. <laughs> That's all good. So then, uh, but then this semester, this spring semester, I just enrolled back at the University of Iowa and I'm going for my master's degree in strategic communication. Wow. This is uh, probably some good practice for you, hopefully. <laughs> yes. I don't yes. know how strategic it is, but it's it's communication. What are you trying to accomplish with a strategic communication degree? What does that entail? Uh, well, I also work for a um, small underwriting firm, mm-hmm. uh, medical underwriting in Green Bay. Yeah. And uh, they offer 
for like tuition reimbursement. Oh, nice. So then uh, there's a few classes that are directly related to strategic communication and healthcare. Yep. So I thought in advancing my career with that master's degree that, um, you know, maybe that would position me later on down the line to become a manager or, you know, if, if they, if I can grow along with the company, maybe they have a need for a communications director at some point, I'd like to get into some areas like that. And then I also felt like it, it went along with a lot of the personal things that I'm trying to do. One day I'd like to write a book. I have uh, my own website that I manage uh, things. That, so I think there's some, some skills in there that can also help me uh, with some of that, those things as well. Yeah. So you were, let's talk about the online thing that you got going, which is pretty cool. So you're, you're doing something with uh, just max fitness nutrition, correct? That's actually like my company. I created it. Um, I'm the, the brainchild behind it. And basically I just, I sell uh, sports nutrition supplements, protein, creatine, pre-workouts, post-workouts, those kind of things for you know the gym folks and anybody you know just kind of wanting to get more out of life hence the the just max yeah very cool you're a personal trainer as well i was certified at one point uh but i i didn't continue it just because i i didn't see that as a as a viable career path for me Sure. Um, I, I do help people give them advice, but you know, first and foremost, I always let them know, you know, I have the knowledge, but I am no longer certified. So as to not try to dupe anybody or come off disingenuous, because that's, that's really the whole reason why I started just max was because I would go into places like GNC with knowledge of what I actually wanted and needed. And they would always try to sell you like extra things. And I just remember one time I went in, the guy tried to sell me like a $200 stack. And I was like, actually, I only need this and this, and I'll no longer be coming back to the store. And I <laughs> did, did my research and figured out how to get started. And I've had a couple iterations and a couple of, of various things, but I've been going since September of 2006. That's, that sounds like, uh, that's awesome, man. That sounds like a, a Yuri type thing right there, where you go into a store and you get oversold or told you need something you don't, and then he goes and figures it out. That's why I always call him when I, when I need some buying advice, especially on text. I think uh, it's more, I mean, obviously I still have the full-time job, so I don't make a whole lot of money, if any. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that part's just become an expensive hobby <laughs> in, in helping out people and the things I do. But I, I mean, I truly do enjoy it. And they always say, if you do what you enjoy, you never work a day in your life. And yeah. I'm going to keep trying to get there until somebody tells me I can't do it. Yeah, no doubt. Taking action. That's right. Yeah, Look at that. Learning how to just get through it and have fun with it. That's half the battle. Like you said, is you you don't have to make a million dollars to have a fulfilled life. It's, you know, money helps, but if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then there's no point. I know a lot of lawyers and a lot of, a lot of people who make a lot of money and they're miserable people. And it just, it's almost heartbreaking because they're so successful. And at the same time, they're not. I actually have my number that if I could ever make that selling supplements online and, and helping people and selling the little bit locally that I do, if I could actually like profit that number and, and, and make that number, I'd be super happy. And it's nowhere near a million dollars. It's not even near a hundred thousand dollars. Sure. For sure. Good. Yuri, did you have something? I know you looked like you were going to jump in there. No, I was going to ask if you only sell an online or are you doing a physical location to 
I just do it online, but then like locally, I have folks that'll come out to my house and I, I basically in my garage, I have my own own gym set up with like a, a tiny store. Sure. So I'm, I'm kind of lucky in this whole COVID. I have my own gym and my wife cuts my hair. It's yeah. nice. Yes, yes. You got all you need. You got yep. all you need. Yeah, you got all the things I didn't have during COVID. And if we ever run out of food, I got a boatload of protein. All I need is water. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Now, do you, how do you, uh, now do you make your own protein? Like you come up with, I mean, I would imagine you aren't like filling up tubes at your place. You know, that's probably unsanitary and frowned upon, but are you, do you design your own protein? In, like, well, that, that, that's the ultimate step. I, right now I'm just selling uh, third party products. So sure. basically I'm competing against the other, the other websites and competing against Amazon and, you know, competing against these really big people. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what makes it difficult. But as we know, I've never quit anything in my entire life. And I probably won't quit this until my wife or my mom tells me to. My mom's the accountant of the stuff. So when she's like, I'm too old and I'm tired of doing this, she'll either have to teach me or I'll have to just put her aside. I, I there don't you know. go. You have to learn a new skill. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Cool. So let's talk about the Paralympics. That's the ultimate goal, right? That is. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. I'm pumped for you. I got your back. When did you make this dream that you wanted to become a Paralympian? I've, I've actually had it for a really, really, really long time. But along with, you know, everything else in life, you just find out that it's super, super hard. But same kind of thing. Like, it's not something I'm willing to quit mm-hmm. until my body tells me I'm, I may be getting to that point. I'm not, I can get to that, but I'm not real sure. But I have plans. I don't think I'm in the running any whatsoever to go to Tokyo because I've taken these past couple of years off and they like us to stay active. Sure. But am I in Paris and Los Angeles in 2028? I would just, I would really like to represent my country in my country. And then if I can do that, then I'm done. Gotcha. That's what I'm shooting for. Gotcha. You're just gonna gonna do a walk off if that happens. I love it. I love it. So how did you first of all, what are you doing to train for that now and, and get yourself into position? I mean, you can I can see there you can only see the top half of your body, but you're pretty well built up there. Good thing you can't see the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're not one of those guys not wearing any pants, are you? No, no, no. That's strategic. <laughs> Chest up, the belly's I got a little you. big. I got <laughs> I love it. So, so what are you doing to train? What is a, what does a guy do? What does he got to do to start training for something like that? And you're going to do shot put, right? That's the goal. I, I throw, I throw the shot put. Um, and in the Paralympics, it's, it's kind of broken out by levels of disability as well. Okay. I, start, I started in the late nineties and early two thousands in powerlifting, but that sport is not broken out by disability. It's, it's strictly who can bench press the most, whether you have full function of your upper body or not. So I would have CP, all four of my limbs are affected sure. in, some, in some fashion. So like my lower limbs are obviously, obviously the worst. I can't walk. I don't have balance, uh, things like that. And then my right arm is even a little bit weaker than my left arm, but it's got more function than my legs. Sure. So each each limb is almost progressively worse. But even, even my left arm, which I consider to be super strong, it probably functions at like 85% of yours. Sure. Maybe. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. I we would have no way of comparing, but yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think maybe if we arm wrestled, I'd probably still beat you. But no, well, just, you would. I'm you would. Yeah, I'm a terrible arm wrestler. I've just started learning how to like. That's one of my regrets going back to like, especially listening to your story, and then going back to like high school. You know, if I put more reps in, more weight, you know, more weight training, what my true potential really could have been if I would have learned early on how to work. Like I know how to do it now, but when I was that young, I just I didn't know I was talented and could get get by with athleticism and and uh, never really had to do much, you know. And so that's one of those things. Imagine if I would have worked harder and taken advantage of that where I could have been. But it is what it is. Can't have regrets. I did what I did, and I had a great time growing up. So I'm turning 40 in July, and I just there's not a week that goes by that I'm just like, man, remember when you took this week off? Remember when you took this whole month off? Oh, yeah. Just, if you would have kept working through all this, yeah. and I've been dealing with, like, some shoulder issues. Like, my shoulders hurt, got awful. Yep. And when we're throwing the shot put, it's in a seated position, and I hold on to a bar with my right hand and I throw the well, I'm, I'm left-handed so I throw sure. the shot with my left hand and it's it's basically all I mean it's your whole upper body your chest your back your shoulders and your triceps but the way I throw it seems to be mostly shoulders and triceps so like when I throw the I haven't thrown the shot put in probably a year and a half it hurts so bad but I'm getting there I'm getting back to it um COVID may have been a blessing in the fact that all these things were canceled the Olympics was pushed out another year yeah trials was pushed out another year i'm probably like i said i don't know if i'm you know if i even can be considered because they were they already had like the majority of the team named but maybe you know being a year yeah from now, yeah maybe somebody walks off now or doesn't isn't able to do it or, or an opportunity there for you to slide in but either way i think it's awesome what you're doing and it's an amazing goal is people don't even begin to start looking at goals like that and you're 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 looking at it and you're working towards it so let me ask you now you said you could probably beat me in arm wrestling what are you benching I, not I, right I, now because I, I know your shoulder's bad but when, when the, you the most i've done income i always say in competition because you got all the garage warriors and yeah. all this kind of stuff. The, like most, the most I've benched in competition, I weighed 148 pounds and I bench pressed 255. Nice. Yeah, that's about my best ever. Is maybe right about there. I think 245 is the best I ever maxed out at when I actually tried, but that's incredible, man. Awesome. Did, did you weigh 148 pounds? In your no, no, I weighed like 240. I, made, I weighed like 245, 250 when I did it. So yeah, it's not even close to a comparison. You had some meat there for sure. So all right, Josh, you know this portion of the podcast here we we love your story we think you're amazing i think there's some opportunity that maybe i can bridge you know bridge you together with you know with the body family too and maybe do, do something with grit uh down the road too if, if you know about that grit program that you know brian does over at body and maybe I, we can maybe we can incorporate you in there somehow I've, I've been over by brian i think uh once or twice i think i got connected through him through a lady that uh sold me my house once if i if i remember correctly but yeah brian, brian's a good guy gotcha next time you need to buy a house you make sure you call me and yuri absolutely absolutely <laughs> so this is the part where we turn it over to you and you get to start asking questions yes q a well i had one one good question i i was trying to come up with more but i had one really good one for Yura. my one of my favorite ufc fighters is from belarus do you know who that might be oh that's actually there will be a huge burn for me i have no idea about ufc <laughs> to be honest with you oh uh, i told you i didn't know that he would know or not we were messaging before the call yuri and he asked me if i knew and i had no idea i don't need, i still don't know the name i don't watch ufc a lot i like watching it but i don't maybe 
six years ago, but to be honest with you, not to turn against my country. I'm so Americanized right now. So <laughs> He's actually old. He's our age. And uh, he was the heavyweight champion back in 2001. Oh, does that does that help, Yura? That help. He now lives in Chicago, and his nickname is the Pitbull. Not Mr. Worldwide. Andre Arlovsky. Arlovsky, okay. Yeah, I, I ate a pile of shame on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Now can I tell you, you suck? <laughs> yeah, yes, he does. Yes. Yeah, you're a sucks now. He's got to start watching UFC. <laughs> okay, different question will be if you if he will be WWE character, that will be a different story. I know all of those. You know all of those? My favorite WWE characters from Wisconsin. Ooh, the Crusher? And I actually just started, I, I was a huge WWE fan in the, like in the obviously late 80s, early 90s. Like that's at the very beginning. That's how I got into fitness. At the very, very beginning, I was saying my prayers, eating my vitamins, <laughs> doing my Hulk training. Hogan back in the day, man. The Hulk Hogan stuff back in the day, but uh, Otis, he's he's. Um, oh yeah, Otis Dozer or what? He just won Money in the Bank. Yuri, are you slacking here, man? No, I'm 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 listening. Is he is he new? I haven't watched for a few months. But you just told me you knew all the W. Did he? Did he, did he not say that? Well, that's what you get for saying that he sucks, man. <laughs> He's taking it to you now. I love this. No, but we do definitely a lot of our guests love wwe remember kevin barry yep tim 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 myler we we made a joke to our paranormal guest that he wanted to give a, a ghost a tombstone and he couldn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah i haven't really watched wwe myself since i was like 22 23 you turn it back on and you watch it a little bit and it's the same as it was like 20 years ago it's yep. great when the ufc got real big with that that ultimate fighter um final that it basically everyone watched i think it was like back in 2005 i just yeah. got, i just got really big into the ufc and i was just this is real for, i mean i know the wwe is real but it's scripted and i was like this ufc thing is basically the same thing but unscripted so then i was just i was more into the ufc and at that time when they were both pay-per-views it was well, watch pay-per-view you want to watch the one thing that kind of turned me off on ufc and it was and it was amazing build-up was the khabib mcgregor one because it started looking like a wwe type of uh type of thing that happened at the end of that fight i was like come on guys I'm rushing pretty the sure that i'm pretty sure that except for the people that got injured in the glass going through the bus i'm pretty sure that portion was actually scripted yeah and, i agree i mean the the fight was real the fight wasn't fixed anything like that but the fact that they used the bus footage and promotion and and all those kind of things like i'm pretty sure and there's no conspiracy that's that's my own my take on it that's my feel too i, uh, I mean i would have did it <laughs> they made if they millions. told you you're gonna get paid that much why not they made millions i would like i feel bad that rose got hurt uh she is from milwaukee and champion at the time and yeah she was kind of traumatized through the whole thing and basically hasn't been the same since yeah, that sucks. That yeah. Sucks. All right. You got any other questions, Josh? I do not. I just I just had that one good one. That was it. Oh man, I should have hit you up sooner so you could think about it a little bit. Yeah, more. yeah. Very cool. I feel cool. like I dropped I feel like I dropped the ball there. No, nah, you're good, man. You you uh your question to put Yuri on the spot after he said you suck. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think this is actually the only question I never answered for all of our podcasts. What's the 
besides soccer and hockey in Belarus, what's the biggest sport? Then it'll be basketball. Yeah. Well, it's got to be wrestling, does it not? I think it's ski jumping. The Russians in wrestling? I mean, Belarus is kind of Russian. I don't know. Biathlon, maybe. Biathlon and skiing. That I always thought, like, the crazy – in the if you ever watch the Winter Olympics, Belarus is always, like, one, two, and, like, five on, like, aerial ski jumping where they do, like, that crazy spinny tuck thing and they spin around like that. They, the helicopter type stuff. They're, I always see like Belarus being there. And they're pretty good at tennis too. I kind of feel like I'm glad that I don't have the ability to do some of those things. Like yeah, right? Extreme ski jumping and stuff. Yeah, like, if we did that, if we did the extreme, extreme ski jumping, if I did, I would be in a wheelchair. There's no doubt. Or I'd have to teach you how to pop. I know, I'd have to learn. You'd already know how to do it and then I'd have to yep. learn from you. Yep. Talking about Belarusian ski jumpers, when I was kid, we actually snuck in for the gates to the facility when they had a, the ski jumping equipment. Oh, really? It was an Olympic court and we took our sleds in there and I'm like, okay, we go, we're going to do it. I think I was like seventh or eighth grade and we go on this big slope and I think I made the third way through. My friend said he's, he was going to jump. I looked down and I'm like, I'm actually, I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm good. So <laughs> That was um, enough. <laughs> and that's when Yuri learned he wasn't going to be a ski jumper things like that when you look down and you know that it's just you talk about gut feeling all the time and that one would not give me a gut feeling you it's recipe for a crash you fly on a ski no <laughs> i don't even know how you start and begin to even like yeah this sounds like a good who like who's the first person that was like let's do this yeah let's who's the first person ever to decide let's do ski jumping and then get all of his buddies to make it a competition <laughs> yeah. and then turn it into an olympic sport who like i want to know the craziest dude that's that just decided to do that like oh let's see how far we can jump and fl- really now they have like flying suits and all this aerodynamic stuff and their skis they wobble and they float it's nuts but like back in the day i mean they couldn't have been bigger than you know the sticks on this on the skis they could have couldn't have been wider than a couple of pine boughs or something i don't know it's an old sport so all right man well we're gonna wrap up josh you were amazing you are amazing thanks so much for coming on glad we finally got a chance to to get you on here let's stay in touch and see what we can do to to help you out and and uh, maybe connect you up with us at the gym there and, and uh, see if there's any synergy we can bring together. That'd be fantastic. And thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Yes, yeah, tell our... awesome. We got your back. Uh, we're rooting for you the whole way on this uh, a Paralympic thing. I appreciate it. Yep. And tell our listeners where they can find you and your products. Yeah, for sure. We almost got to, we got to get a plug in here. You can find me on my website is justmaxfitnessnutrition.com. My Instagram is just justmaxfitnessnutrition. And uh, also on, on Facebook, you could just look me up joshua myers awesome okay excellent Very cool and in the meantime where, guys, where can people find us yep we are on facebook instagram take action podcast with Montenegro, and once again that magic french google window you open up the google browser type in take take action podcast with Montenegro. you'll find us right away we are pretty unique name and we are on basically in any podcast platform if you want to download any of our episodes 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Public Radio, and all above. Just type it in Tech Action Podcast with Monty and Yura. And Josh was super nice meeting you. Like I said, it's been in works for about two months. You're prime example on how to take action because you're the person who never give up and we are lucky to have you on our show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right, man. We're rooting for you. We'll leave it at that. Boom. Yuri, give us the Shakira. And Shakira. See you, Josh. See See you guys. guys.